Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress that is trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. It's a great mattress at a very reasonable price point. Comes with a 20-year warranty and a great deal for our listeners. Douglas is giving you a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. That is douglas.ca slash CanadaLand. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health here in Toronto. Cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, compassionate facility. Right now, it is Mental Health Awareness Week. This is the time when they need you most. This is the time when you can make a real difference when it comes to doing something about the mental health crisis and the devastating opioid epidemic, the overdose epidemic that we're currently experiencing, losing 20 people every day. They need your help. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help CAMH treat addiction and build hope. Sandra Badalini. Hi. Comedian. Yes. Good to have you here. Thanks for having me. We are going to talk today about the jaw-dropping political testimony that everybody is talking about. Fuck Michael Cohen. I'm talking about Jody Wilson-Raybaud. She has finally been allowed to speak for herself, and uh, oh, it was good. Oh, my God. We are also going to talk about Just for Cash, a whole new reason to hate Howie Mandel. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. This episode of Shortcuts is brought to you by Joy Hanchar, Harmeet Singh Grewal, Kate Bauer, John Howland, Eric Jurians, Amber LaBelle, Megan Radford, and Brian Rump. My name is Brian Rump, and I'm a business consultant from Sunland Falls, Ontario. I support Canada Land because every single episode I learn something new, get a new perspective, and usually discover a new person to follow on Twitter. This pays unending dividends and enjoyment, and I'm very happy to pay for this. And this episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. 
you're a comedian. Do comedians send invoices? I always just imagine yeah. that like somebody in an alleyway afterwards is paying you. My, is that <laughs> definitely? There's alleys, lots of alleys. Yeah, envelopes. Sometimes it's just like you're standing there and somebody puts money in your hand. But definitely invoices. There's a, there's an invoice stream that goes on in comedy for sure. One must send an invoice if one is a performer, an entrepreneur, yeah. running a small business, anything like that. But people who do that are looking for every way to do things as cheaply as possible because you, you know it's hard out there. But paying for an invoicing solution like FreshBooks is something that some people avoid because you know you can do it for free if you want to in Microsoft Word. But you know what will cost you more than FreshBooks will cost you? Losing a client. And you know what what, what loses you a client <laughs> is if your invoices look like garbage and you don't look professional. And then somebody else comes along who has their act together and you could lose a client. FreshBooks pays for itself because it saves you a ton of time. It is tax time. It is time to try out FreshBooks if you don't have something like this and see what I'm talking about. 30-day free trial because you listen to the show. Go to freshbooks.com slash Canada Land and enter Canada Land in the How Did You Hear About Us section. I experienced a consistent and sustained effort by many people within the government to seek to politically interfere in the exercise of prosecutorial discretion in my role as the Attorney General of Canada in an inappropriate effort to secure a deferred prosecution agreement with SNC-Lavalin. There were expressed statements regarding the necessity of interference in the SNC-Lavalin matter, the potential of consequences, and veiled threats if a DPA was not made available to SNC. The Prime Minister asked me to help out, to find a solution here for SNC. My response, and I vividly remember this as well, was to ask the Prime Minister a direct question while looking him in the eye. I asked, quote, Are you politically interfering with my role, my decision as the Attorney General? I would strongly advise against it, end quote. The Prime Minister said, no, 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 we just need to find a solution. He said, quote, I think he is going to find a way to get it done, one way or another. So he's just kind, he's, he is in that kind of mood, and I wanted you to be aware of it, end quote. I said that I was having thoughts of the Saturday night massacre, but that I was confident that I had given the Prime Minister my best advice to protect him and to protect the constitutional principle of prosecutorial independence damn Damn. that was some good cpac (laughs) that was just like shoot it into my veins oh that was some good cpac (laughs) explosivo i know you missed it so uh we gave you those highlights right there but i want can i take you through my favorite parts because i watched the whole thing play uh, up please i I need to be entertained first of all let me eat my words because i thought like you know i was i was kind of like thinking jody wilson raybode is a badass until until the word got out that she had had some sort of like secret cabinet meeting where they had arranged to allow her to speak and i thought oh man they cut a deal there's no way they're gonna like give her the stage for her to say anything that's gonna hurt them i was wrong (gasps) she spoke the truth she dropped the hammer on i mean it was beyond beyond it was beyond so what's gonna happen well okay so first of all three cheers to the globe and mail for breaking this damn thing robert fife stephen chase and sean fine like this 
you know, you got to go through so much shit to break a story like this. I'm learning. You know, and people are doubting you like, oh, you're making you're making it like this happens all the time. The prime minister has to protect jobs. Of course, they have conversations about what, you know, yes, she's independent. But don't be don't be naive to think he would have been smart enough not to cross the line. You know, this, this is all going to turn out to be nothing. They had to endure that. Then the PMO is back channeling and talking dirty shit about Jody Wilson-Raybould from anonymous sources. Oh, she wasn't shuffled because of this. She was hard to work with say senior liberal sources like this is the kind of stuff that goes on then that yeah they're just just trying to discredit uh what did they say even justin trudeau was like that story in the globe and mail is inaccurate i did not try to force her hand she, they never said that they said that you tried to pressure so you got to go through all of this and your story's wow. under fire the only reason we know about this is because of them so anyhow anyhow who what happened there what did i note i'll run you through some of the things that i thought were, were quite something at one point jody wilson raybote said that she was uh, saying like look it's totally improper for me to give this get this corporation off the hook and to be taking this political interference from you. And the prime minister's office says to her, don't worry, don't worry. We'll line up some people to write op-eds in the press saying that you did the right thing. <sighs> so I cover the media, right? Like, I want to know, how is the PMO going to line up some people in the press to write editorials in favor for like, how does that happen? And who are these people? And what are the newspapers that would run it? So I like it when the, when the curtain is lifted and you get to see who's actually running. Like this is like, I, you, we know that that sort of thing happens, but, but to have that on the record, mwah, just wow. delicious. Delicious. Of course, full of, it's all, it's all full of scandal. Sandra, this is a good one. It's, I know this is, it's all converging, all this insanity. Yeah, this one's pretty good. So, okay. So, Michael Wernick. Michael Wernick, okay, the the clerk of the Privy Council office. Do you know what a Privy Council office is? Because I don't have a fucking clue what a Privy Council office is. It's a you thing. Know, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's privy. It's, yeah. It's, it, but I'll tell, this is what I know about the Privy Council office. It's supposed to be nonpartisan. It's not supposed to be a political office. Is it like, like a secret place where they make secrets up? It's the it's the top civil servant in the country. Oh. Okay. Wernick. And he had this bonkers speech last week. I worry about my country right now. I'm deeply concerned about my country right now. I worry about foreign interference in the upcoming election. I worry about the rising tide of incitements to violence when people use terms like treason and traitor in open discourse. Those are the words that lead to assassination. I'm worried that somebody's going to be shot in this country this year during the political campaign. I worry about the trolling from the vomitorium of social media entering the open media arena. It was all of these like fireworks about the sorry state. He was so imperious and dignified. Like, well, this country is going to hell in a handbasket. I won't have this. All of which is just this like crazy dust cloud of, of shit to obscure from this scandal. And that's all been revealed. So what does it turn out? He said to Jody Wilson-Raybould, he said to her, well, like, this is like a mob boss sends an underling, <laughs> like the prime minister, this guy's not supposed to be a political operative. He sent to Jody Wilson-Raybould. He's like, you know, the boss, the boss is pretty Warnick? firm here. Yeah. Wernick is saying to Jody wilson the, you know, the boss is, he talked about his mood. His mood is pretty firm here. He doesn't want to do anything outside of the box of what is legal or proper. He doesn't, he doesn't want to do anything, but we need to find a solution here. <laughs> oh, it just goes on wow, and on. that's unreal, man. I'm, I'm Gerald Butts. Gerald Butts, in a text exchange with her staff. Okay, so this is what Jody Wilson-Raybould says that Gerald Butts passed on to her team. He said, they kept saying to her, like, there were like over 20 overtures to her where she's she's got to make this right. She's got to let this company off the hook. She's got to let this company off the hook. Totally improper interference pressure. And- 
And at one point, Gerald Butts says, you got to come to a solution here. And there is no solution that does not involve some political interference. Okay. It's like, allow me to explicitly uh, implicate myself for a second, if I can. This is insane. Like, this is. Yeah. No, we haven't seen anything like this. This is new stuff. You and wow. I are talking right after this aired, okay? Tonight, it's you're gonna it's on the news. It's going to be on social media. You're going to be swimming in this stuff by tomorrow. Wow. It's, like, it just happened, so I'm giddy. I'm giddy. The Prime Minister's office says to Jody Wilson-Raybould, hey, we can have the best policy in the world, but we need to get reelected. They're not supposed to talk to her about their electioneering. <sighs> what's all this worth if we don't get re- – if, if SNC-Lavalin pulls out of Quebec and all those jobs go out and we don't get reelected in Quebec, what? who cares about all these regulations and policies wow. and laws? we got to be in office. No, this is big. This is unreal. This is seriously unreal. I uh, mean – Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I think I can't wait for you to see it, actually. I know. I wish I wish I could. I wish I was able to see it before this. I'm, I'm having so much fun telling you about it. It's no, you're okay. so great. No, I, I, love- I, I you know what you're going to appreciate as a performer, the optics and the performance mm-hmm. aspect of this to watch Jody Wilson Raybaud meet the committee. Everybody there looks like they're from Waiting for Guffman, okay? (laughs) It's like Orson Welles stumbled onto community theater. She has gravitas and she has this like absolute integrity, moral righteousness. I don't want to fawn over, you know, a politician. But but this was like a caliber that we're not used to. Wow. You know? Because you kind of know – in, especially with the Liberal Party, and you know in Canadian politics that you know this 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 little click between a few companies and government and cr- the crony system, you know this stuff's going on. And you know, for somebody actually just to take this stuff seriously, it's like the, you know my office is independent. I'm not having this shit. You can call me 20 times. You can threaten me. Implicit threats. She said a lot of people thought she'd get up there and say, yeah. There was there there was a robust debate, or you know, I I felt pressured, but it's a matter of debate. You know, it's it's subjective. What's pressure and what's just a, a conversation? And she just, there's no disputing that they just leaned on her. She said, "I've made up my mind," and they kept at her and they hounded her. She said, "They just kept at her again and again," and she was unmovable because they don't know what to do with somebody who has integrity. Like that, she made them look like such amateurs, such chumps. Up I'm there. so proud of her, though. I felt like we were watching the future prime minister. No, I'm I'm crossing a line. Oh, into I something. would love if listen. Yeah, we are in the age now. This is like you know the age of Aquarius. We were in the age of Pisces, and now we're in the age of Aquarius. And that was when that you know that 2012. Do you remember that 2012 when it was like supposed to be the end of the world? Well, this new era that we're in is all about openness and truth, and no longer telling lies and being in secret. And if you don't do that, the only way to survive the planet is through this truth. Yeah. So that's just like, you know, it's the, the, you know, seeing the real deal. There's nothing like it, you know, I don't know. It was pretty, it was, it was, I think it's amazing though. It's like if someone like that at that high post is telling the truth, I mean, why, you know, lies just spin into other lies. Yeah. But when you stand for what's the truth and what the story is, not story, but you know, you know what I mean? But like whatever the story, the truth of the story is, tell that it'll set you free. I know that sounds cliche, but I'm learning that in my own life. Look, the cliches for a reason, you know, I mean, there's something about, you can have such slick operatives and you can have people spinning whatever they want. You can have the optics of a Justin Trudeau and this amazing look and and and, and uh, whole machinery and the, and the media of the world can get behind it. But like, as we saw in this scandal, the lie has to always move to a new territory. 
It always has to shift and change and something gets exposed so they retreat. But the truth is just consistent and it just reasserts itself, yeah. you know. And there's something that is like inspirational and heartening in this disgusting world that it's just it's just like there are some people who can't be corrupted and they're, and it's going to come out. It'll, yeah, it, it exactly. Out. But why, though, is politics full of the corrupt? Well, we're going to we're going to need a whole other. <laughs> <laughs> A quick update since we recorded that conversation. A bunch of stuff happened. Andrew Scheer called for the prime minister to resign, and Justin Trudeau gave a press conference where he said, I don't know, what did he say? Jobity job, job, jobs. Uh, I didn't do anything wrong. I don't agree with her version of events, but I'm not going to call her a liar, and we'll let the ethics commissioner sort this out, and there's an election coming up. And that's where things are left right now. On this show, Sandra, we do this thing called Duly Noted. And on Duly Noted, we... Note things duly that may otherwise go unnoticed. Things in the press, things that caught our attention, things on Facebook that, you know, maybe more people should know about. Do you have a duly noted for us? Yes, the hostless Oscars. What did you think? Well, I, you know, I was like, what? How is that possible? Who's going to bring up, who's going to announce the awards? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, there's other people that, that you know, that present. There's always presenters. But, but that's, like, you're a comedian. That's I the know. top job for comedians. You're like, yeah, that job, no, no job anymore. I know. It's like you can't look, you can have a show without a host and we call that shotgun style. So the first person goes up, they do their bit, then they bring up the next person. So it's possible. I mean, you know, but like really like the host's job is just to keep the show moving and, you know, warm up the audience and actually talk to the audience. And it's like, you know, I've, I've hosted so many times and it's literally it can be some of the funnest stuff that you'll ever do because you're not worried about doing your set. You're just riffing with people and finding out stuff and it just and people that go to comedy clubs or they go to comedy you know a lot of them really love to be spoken to yeah and you get the privilege of like bigging up you know whoever's up but here there was no host i gotta tell you i didn't miss it you didn't miss it no i i've liked some hosts in the past but i didn't feel like wow this is terrible because there's no host did, did you think it was a uh, did, no i mean host? yeah i think like i think like how many times do they show up they do the little bits okay so this time it didn't happen i mean does it say something about like you know, the fact that a comedian always does it, like, it is too bad. Like, I heard someone say that, you know, after Kevin Hart couldn't do it, you know, no one wanted to do it because they, because it's just the pressure is, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's it's too much. And That's like, a funny thing, how the top job that no one really wants, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like, it's such a big deal. Who gets, I would host it. They should have called I'd you. have a great time. Duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> I want to duly note with some sorrow. Uh, we gave Faith Goldie cancer. What? She's got cancer? No. no. Oh. I, I actually quit smoking because, you know, living with the reality of, of an ailing mother um, makes someone not want to put their family through that. And I have to say, I sort of regret it now because I enjoyed smoking. And despite my best efforts... I still got cancer from listening to Canada Land's little podcast today. I almost just want to let that hang there without any context. In fact, I'm going to. Can I just duly note that she said that? And that's a thing that a human being put onto the internet. Duly noted. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, It's amazing the things that we tell ourselves to talk ourselves out of getting help. Anybody who's actually gotten help knows that the process of getting things off your chest, of taking your stressors, your problems, 
and just like not letting them be bottled up, working through just conveying them to somebody, half of the battle is just doing that. You unburden yourself. And you know what? If you have a real mental health professional, no, they don't have magic bullets or magic words that make it all go away. But often they can help you see things a little bit differently and guide you to strategies or tools or to a new perspective that actually does help. As the largest online therapy provider in the world, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Because you listen to this podcast, you get 10% off of your first month at BetterHelp.com slash CanadaLand. That's BetterHelp.com slash CanadaLand. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. Right now, there is an opioid crisis. Right now, there is a mental health crisis. But right now, it is Mental Health Week. And what that means is you can do something about these crises. You can help people. You can help CAMH save lives. They offer treatment with dignity, and they are doing cutting-edge research. I don't know if anybody listening to this is untouched by this crisis. You can see it in the downtown of every city in this country. You certainly feel it in Toronto. This is not something happening to other people. These are our friends. These are our communities, our families. We are all touched by addiction. We are all touched by the mental health crisis, and we all share responsibility to do something about it. Helping CAMH is something you can do about it. Help change mental health care forever. Your support will help CAMH build a future where nobody is left behind. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help them treat addiction and build hope. All right. I talked to you off about a story that uh, I was following pretty closely. I want you to tell me about one that I haven't been following that closely at all. What the hell is happening with Howie Mandel and just for laughs, radio and satellite radio and, and comedians getting. Can you can you give me the nutshell of this thing? So just for laughs took over the programming for Canada Laughs, which is channel one six eight on Sirius XM, which was a one hundred percent exclusive Canadian content channel. Uh-huh. And now because just for laughs took over, that means that it's no longer going to be that because um, while they haven't corroborated numbers or what's what it's going to look like yet. Um, you know, it, um, the majority of it's going to come from their Just for Last catalog. And then what, you know, the independent stuff will be, you know, I don't know what the numbers are, but that's what it's made up of. JFL catalog, independent. But they've already switched over. They've already started playing these new compilation tracks. Comedians albums have stopped being played. And when the word got out, comedians lost their minds because it's a significant source of income for me. But for some people, it's their primary source. Talk to me about that, because that was the most surprising me thing. Me too. The most surprising thing in reading about this is that comedians get serious money from from royalties from a satellite radio station? Yeah. Like, what? how much money? Can I ask that? Uh, well, you know, everyone gets paid different. Do you want me to tell you what I got paid last? I'll, I'll ask uh, rude questions. You, you don't know have what? to answer I'll say them. it. Why do I got to worry about it? I got paid because there was a there was some sort of a lawsuit with a Sirius XM. So last quarter I was paid 2100 American dollars and my label got some too. But some people would, you know, like some people, I think like even musicians, right? Like, you know, some people might make 10 a quarter or 10,000 or 20,000. Yeah. I don't know exact numbers. I've heard even higher, like way higher. So um, it just depends how many, how much of your stuff is on rotation, how many albums you have. Yes. Yeah, not in, So that's like, you know, over, over 10 grand a year Canadian for you. And other comedians were saying this is 30% of my income. This is 40% some of my was income. 100. Some people were like, yeah, some people are making like 50 grand or more. That's 
first of all, that's just like uh, the way that people respond to this online saying like this satellite radio station is why I was able to keep my head above water as a comedian. Yes. It's, it's how I was able to write my album and, and get my set together and uh, yeah. it, it kept me afloat. And now it's just like, poof, it's going to yeah. be gone. That blew my mind. Just the economics of comedy is something that I is there. I, you can't. Is there any economics around comedy? <laughs> Apparently, there is. Now it's uh, it's it's, it's yeah. In bad it's shape. honestly it's crazy. Okay, so the reason why I think a lot of people are saying like, look, radio stations change formats all the time. Of course they do. They change formats when they're not working. Yeah, they got to work. They got to succeed. They got a right to run a business. Uh, and you know, if if they switch from country to pop, that's uh, sorry, country artists, uh, tough shit. I don't know if we want to get too into the regulatory CRT. I think that this comedy station exists because the CRTC wanted there to be a place yes, for did. Canadian comedy. That's exactly is that, true. Is, is yes. that accurate? Yep. So are they allowed to do this? Well, we are. their license is pending and it's up for review in April. Uh-huh. So this thing is supposed to be announced soon, but like, yeah, that's the deal. And, and Howie Mandel having bought Just for Laughs from the pervert who used to, is that how it went down? So right now, Just for Laughs is 49% owned by Howie Mandel and I- ICM Partners yeah. and 51% owned by Bell Media. Okay. And is Rosan out of there? Is that what Oh, happened? yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Howie Mandel gets like, dude, what the fuck? You're like a Canadian comedian. Why are you kicking the ladder out from everybody else? And then he goes on Facebook and he has this to say. Howie Mandel here. And very proud Canadian, very proud comedian. I'm just going to take a second. There's been some misinformation on Twitter and that. JFL and Canadian comedy is growing like it has never grown before. This is an asset to every Canadian comic because I promise you this was going away. This is an asset. You can still make money. You could still program and you could still be part of JFL. Do you buy that? Well... I, not with what existed, not with what I was learning, what it was going to be. No, absolutely not. And I think that it was just, you know, I don't think they were sitting around scheming, like, what, how can we take more stuff away from Canadian comedians? But it was just the lack of foresight and regard. And our community just feels disrespected because we're always like the the thing with the Just for Last Festival is that it's, it's, you know, showcases and highlights American comedians. Look at the posters. They get all the top billing. Yeah. We're, we're there. And I'm not saying people that were like, of course, just for laughs supports and loves Canadian comedians, but we're always second class citizens. And last year when ICM and Howie Mandel bought it, like everyone at the festival, Canadians were like, Oh my God, this is so American. And then to have this taken away from us, like the media landscape in Canada is so small and it's shrinking. And it's like, I've characterized, you know, the experience of stand up comedians in Canada as one I call a of entrapment uh-huh. because when you headline a club or do just for laughs you hit the ceiling like there's no film or tv that supports us we don't have yeah. FaceTime, yeah and then we don't have access to arts grants and then we're like well we'll go to the states and then it's like oh i need to spend 15 10 dollars for this visa where americans have no problem to come here you've been a big voice for uh, getting grants like why not look at comedy as as art and make it uh canadian culture funds available to comedians as yeah, well yeah just like other people but what we're looking to is we started working with people from the mu- music industry to really build an infrastructure like music did and and have that and have like a you know a, like maybe develop a factor style grant for comedy where we ask where private money it's like mostly private funded and private money so that we can actually do something because what we have he, now like this this is not an industry yeah and you know and and the other part of the circle of entrapment is like when we want to go you know uh, sell TV shows 
some of the broadcasters say to us, well, that's a really good idea, but you should go and sell it to the U.S. because it's cheaper for us to buy American content. Right. They'd rather buy it a uh, second window from. Uh, so <sighs> like, do you know how good this is egregious? Yeah. And it's uh, it seems so bad that just like even the geography of Canada to get from gig to gig, it's like so much space in between in between clubs. Like you can hit a lot of yeah. markets in the States one night after the next. But here you got to drive across. I don't know. The, it feels like, oh, just go to the States. But, uh, you know, it's easier said than done, except digitally, right? Like, like you know, there's comedy podcasts yeah. and there's comedy videos and, it's, you know. But if we had more easier access to the U.S., then we could, you know, do that whole North American thing, which was what the Americans get to do. Yeah. They like we here, get no to problem. go like this east to west, like, but going down south is not simple. And why is that? Yeah. And it's like, you know, ever since we started working on this, lobbying on this, you know, we um, formed last February and we launched a petition the same day to have stand up recognized as an art form, like a petition that was government sponsored. And then when I was on um, day six and some lobbyists from Ottawa heard me on the radio and they were like the, the NAFTA negotiations were started and labor mobility was part of it was a priority for the Canadian team uh-huh. to make it easier for Canadians to cross the border. So these lobbyists are like, we think we can help you. So we were get really excited. We hired them. We had no money. Lobbyists. Yeah. This well, is hilarious. That's what you do. Yeah. And they were amazing. And they came, they literally did not charge us. Like they really lowered their rates and we just finished paying them today. Did it work? Well, I think what it did was that it started to, it didn't work because it's even worse, which is what I, I was going to explain was they, they set up a bunch of meetings in Ottawa in June, yeah. immigration, uh, global affairs, international trade to talk about this issue. And right when I went, it was in the middle of the trade war. So I remember going to see this one politician, this one politician, and he was like, well, if America's putting tariffs on you guys, why don't we put tariffs on them? And then, you know, the lobbyists are like, we're, we're, you know, we're driving on a cab to the next to the next meeting. He's like, well, what do you think of that? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, that's kind of scary. Like, imagine announcing like we're putting tariffs on Americans like that would be crazy. So anyways, that didn't end up happening, obviously. And then the trade deal became the USA, USA deal. Usumska, right. Yeah. 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 You, like USA. Usumka, yeah. Yeah. USA, USA, Usumka, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then our lobbyists said, circle back around with these with international trade. And see what happened with this labor mobility issue. So I did. Over the holidays, I call them and they say that the labor mobility issue for culture workers like myself was not was not brought up because they didn't want to bring up the issue of cultural exemption. Right. You remember that whole business? Cultural exemption. So, so during the last during these last these last talks, negotiations, our culture, quote unquote, was not up for negotiation. Like, you know, book publishing. Uh, oh, yeah. Trudeau broadcast, made a big thing remember? about that, that they're, they're not going to come in here yeah. and take our sovereignty away with their with their culture. We don't want them telling our news. But you know what that was? That was. So when they told me, the the, the international trade people, that. They didn't bring up the labor mobility because of cultural exemption, you know, and I was like, well, who are you protecting? You know, because it was the broadcasters, too. I'm like, who are you protecting? You're bro- the broadcasters buy mostly American content. Yeah. I go, so our government is protecting two phone companies because they don't want to be bought up by the big guys in, in the U.S. And, right, I, right, and I was right. like, and so like what I Bell say. Bell and is, Rogers, that's our cultural sovereignty. Yeah, that, that right. we're being held hostage here because of Bell and Rogers, who don't make Canadian content. Yeah. No, they're getting out of that business. That's hilarious. I knew So it, our money is going to this business? I knew that there were political props with trade around milk. I knew chickens were involved. I knew steel was involved. They need to do photo ops at a comedy club. 
You know, I'm here yeah. protecting these good Canadian people. That's how they should do it. And see, so you see that this is the entire media landscape. It comes from every end. Our broadcasters, American content is is priority. Just for laughs is the same thing. Yeah. You know, in our own clubs, a lot of Americans headline and we want them to be there. But it's like if we can't do the same there, like, you know, being encroached upon all the time. And then like I've, you know, somebody's been following me and has done a documentary about what's gone on. And it's just like fantastic. So that doesn't leave you many avenues uh, come on. to get your message out except – Except the fact that people love their favorite comedians and and they've got they've got a lot of followers, so you've done well in in the campaign against this uh, Howie Mandel uh, radio station. It blew up. It was it's the most exciting so time. Scott Thompson, of course, has taken your side. Paul F. Tompkins, I, I read about it in the Onion I AV did... Club. Yeah. Who else has been lobbying for the comedians? Oh, like you mean news outlets? No, I don't know. Just like I was surprised to see it get into the American comedy. Yeah, sphere. I've, I've I've been interviewed by three people. Like uh, I just had an interview with a journalist from New York who's doing a piece for Vice and Slate. He covers uh, labor issues and comedy. Labor issues and comedy. Isn't that wonderful? That's something. That's your beat. Okay, so you're getting a lot of media attention. You're getting uh, the message is getting out. But do you comedians have to lick reporters' faces? Is that necessary? No. What the hell? What? Tell me what the hell? Why don't you tell people what happened? I don't even know how there I was. There was a reporter there that was covering the story. And of course, we were excited. He was supposed to interview me. CBC reporter covering this uh, here in Toronto? Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, and then while he was on air, you know, one of the people present was uh, Boyd Banks. It's like a veteran character actor. He's been yeah. in a bunch of, uh, been in a Cronenberg film, I think. Yeah, he's been in, yeah. Tons well, of stuff. Yeah, lots. he's a horror film uh, legend. Uh-huh. And that's what he did. Horror. And yeah, and he licked the reporter's yeah. face while he was like, it was kind of like one of those like uh, F-H-R-I-T-P guys, if you know this thing. I I don't even want to get into it. Oh, okay, maybe. Like when a reporter is doing their bit, you come and you you, you interrupt them and you yes. sort of, uh, you 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 know, culture bomb or you like you, you, yeah. you insert yourself into the frame and you and you disrupt things, which I remember like back in like, you know, 90s culture jamming days, Adbusters. It was like, <laughs> fuck the man. If you see a reporter go and do something crazy in the background to disturb this mainstream narrative but it's actually gotten like really hostile and in this case i mean that was an act of assault like to to lick a person's face yeah while they're doing their job it's so i'm like the event was so unbelievable it was so fantastic and you know he thought you could tell in the clip hey i'm a comedian i'm a funny guy this is a, <laughs> this is a good straight man he's a news reporter i'm gonna goof around while he's doing his hit yeah and the way I'll do it is I'll nibble on his ear and lick his face. And the guy, I mean, is it relevant that he's kind of a creepy looking guy? It sort of is. The effect of watching this <laughs> yeah. is just like, what do you, you know. It's gross. Is that a kind of thing that you're used to being around comics? Like that, like kind of this, I'm going to push the boundaries and like, is this Yes, like... it has been. Yes. Uh-huh. But now it's really changed. But, you know, yes, there are some people that are still uh, inappropriate, but I would say that that's really shifted in the last a uh, couple of years. You know, the reporter has uh, filed a complaint with the cops. I know. So lobbyists can work. Twitter campaign's good. Don't lick reporters' faces. And another update for you. After I spoke to Sandra, it seems that she got a phone call from Bruce Hills, the president of Just for Laughs, letting her know that they had capitulated entirely and the Just for Laughs Canada Sirius XM channel will be 100% Canadian going forward. No changes. Royalties in place. She won. 
That's your Canada Land Shortcuts. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you. You can email me about it at jesse at canadalandshow.com. I read everything you send. We are on Twitter at Canada Land. Where can people find you? On Twitter at Sandra Bat, Instagram Sandra Battalini, uh, B-A-T-T-A-G-L-I-N-I, and on Facebook Sandra Battalini. Our website is canadalandshow.com. If you haven't listened to Oppo this week, it is delicious to hear Justin Ling say he was wrong to Jen Gerson. It's uh, it's something to behold. This episode is produced by David Crosby. Our managing editor is Kevin Sexton. Syndication is by CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria. You can visit them online at cfuv.ca. If you like what we do and you would like to get ad-free versions of these podcasts, you can get them when you support us with five bucks or more per month, or you can support us just because you want to support us, and I hope you will, at patreon.com slash CanadaLand. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada land and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures and it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support Canada land. We need you to and so for this month and this month only, you can become a Canada Land supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com join. And thank you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.